0: Welcome, this is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big difference in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Becker Investment Group. Back in December of 2015, a survey was done that found that while two-thirds of American adults had heard of ride-hailing apps like Uber and Lyft, just 15% of the population had ever used one, particularly if you were part of the aging population. I'm guessing that's due in large part to the fact that many elderly people didn't have cell phones. In 2018, That 15% jumped to anywhere between 24 and 43% of the population using a ride-hailing service. Well, with the problems that uh, Uber and Lyft are having in their home state of California, and subsequently other states as well, what other options do you have? You can go back to the trusty yellow taxi, I suppose, but what other alternatives do you have locally if you can't or don't want to drive? My first guest today is Marge Kozlowski, board president of Elmbrook Senior Taxi, which is a service that helps those unable to drive get to where they need to be.
2: Welcome to the show today. Well, thanks so much, Jill. I really appreciate being here uh, this morning to share our story. Well, we are always excited to learn about
1: something that we haven't been aware of before. So why did you, uh, you get involved with, with uh, Elmbrook Senior Taxi?
2: Well, when I retired, um I really didn't have a passion yet at the moment. You know some people do. Unfortunately, I didn't. And then shortly after I retired, my dad passed away, so I got very involved with my mom and busy with all uh, helping an 80-year-old navigate those waters. And my husband then retired, and he was different than me. He knew right away and he said, "You know what? I saw this ad in our church bulletin." and I'm gonna start driving for this Elmbrook Senior Taxi. And I said, great, you know, have, have a good time. And he would come home after having driven um, seniors and our disabled adults, and he would have these great stories. He really enjoyed the people he met. He enjoyed them telling um, him the stories of their of their lives. Sometimes he was driving the parents of people he went to high school with. And so he was catching up on Oh, so-and-so's living out in California or so, you know, here's what's happened to this guy I had, um, I played baseball with and all these stories. Well, one day he came home and he said, um, "Say, I was talking to Phyllis. She was our executive director at the time. And she really has some things that she wants to do with the taxi. She asked me to help, but I'm not the right person. You're the right person. Could you go in and meet with Phyllis and see if you can help her? And I said, um, yeah, sure. This is, at this point, it's a couple years past my dad passing away. And mom is a little more steady state. So I go in and I meet with Phyllis. And sure enough, um, she starts describing what she wants to do with the taxi. They had just moved from three cars to four cars. And they were doing things manually. And my background is, I am, by background, a software developer. But later in my career, I was business manager over a couple of thousand technology consultants. So I've got some experiences being in management, experiences with software, and I looked at what she needed to do. And I went off and found a piece of software that I thought the taxi could afford and would meet their needs. So the next step was, she said, Phyllis said, we have to get the board to approve this. I said, great, I'll make my presentation. And I thought, boy, this is just like back when I was working. So I um, met with the board and they loved the idea. And then the next thing they said to me is, can you join the board? Can you help us? Because we need somebody who understands technology. We have nobody on the board who understands all this stuff. So I said, sure. And then 18 months later, after i have been involved, um, I learned a lot. I had no idea about senior transportation needs going into it. I didn't understand the problem that existed in our community or and how the senior taxis fit in. And I learned a lot. And um, we were hitting on our 25th anniversary as an organization and Sandy um, was going to retire. And so I stepped forward and said, yes, I'll be the board president. So here I am today, the board president of Ellenbrook Senior Taxi.
1: Again, use your your talents and your passion to do something that uh, impacts other people. That's wonderful. Right. Well, help us all then understand how Elmbrook Senior Taxi differs from a regular taxi.
2: So I think the real key difference is not so much in the transportation of people back and forth, but it's more about the fact that we make absolutely certain that once we pick them up, we get them to their destination and then back home safely. And what I mean by that is um, sometimes seniors go places where, like a doctor visit. And then all of a sudden, they're stuck at the doctor. They thought they were going to be there a half an hour, and now they're there an hour. So we work with our seniors to accommodate things in their life. They move a little slower. It takes them a little bit longer to get in and out of the cars. They need help with their groceries. There are things that our drivers and our schedulers do to accommodate their lives that a normal taxi just wouldn't take into account. So that's probably the really key difference to it. Um, Bottom line is our schedulers and our drivers really try to understand their needs and and accommodate them. Well, so how long have you guys been around? So we've been around 27 years. Um, We started with one taxi, um, just a few rides back then, and we now have four, and we do about 10,000 rides a year.
1: Wow. So... Okay, so you help people get to where they need to be. And probably, right. like you said before, doctor appointments are probably, I would assume, the most popular. But what
2: are some other places that you take people to? Um, basically, we will take them anywhere they need to go. And often it's shopping. It's, um, in some instances, it's to the senior centers, both um, Brookfield and Butler. We cover four municipalities, um, the city and town of Brookfield, Butler and Elm Grove. Um, Butler and, Elm, uh, and Brookfield have senior centers. And there is a dining center program that we take people to lun- um, lunch. And there's also other activities going on at that senior center. So about a quarter of our rides are just to take people there. Um, but we will take them if they just need to go visit a friend. I think the key uh, point is that we want them to be mobile and able to get places. And, and live in their homes, just like when they were able to drive themselves. So we don't try to limit um, where we're willing to take them. Okay, well, how do you guys compare in terms of fare? Is it expensive? Well, it, it, roughly, it's about half of what those ride hailing apps um, are. Part of the key is that we are a subsidized service. Um, Waukesha County and uh, the ADRC group at Waukesha County and the four municipalities help support us and it's what allows us to offer a less than regular fare to our customers. It's primarily you know, ge- geographically based, but to give you a sense of it, it's about for most customers, $9 each way. The dining center rides are um, actually supported even further by the county. So those rides are literally $1 each way when um, our, our customers go for the dining center. Well that's a bargain. Just a Yeah, certainly compared to other other rides.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So grab a buck or four quarters and there you go. You go get fed
2: and and then back again. That's one right and 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 probably play bingo or bridge in the process or line dancing is what I hear. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah.
1: That's wonderful. All those places that you can take people to that they may not get to otherwise. That's that's awesome. Um sadly. Uh, there have been some incidents over the years with Uber that questioned some of the drivers
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: the safety of the passengers. What about the drivers of the Elmbrook Senior Taxi? Stay tuned to find out about who actually provides the service. We'll be back after commercial break.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community your host Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back. I'm your host Jill Economo and I'm talking today with Marge Kozlowski from the Elmbrook Senior Taxi. So Marge, we talked about safety being a concern, especially for our seniors who may not necessarily be able to defend themselves. Tell us about the people who are driving the taxis, like your husband uh, tell us about those people that are that are providing
2: the service. Absolutely. Um, so my husband, I think, is actually a very typical, um, uh, uh, has a typical profile of a driver. Uh, most of them are retired. Um, they want to give back. Uh, we do go through a process of um, a background check. We check their driving record. Um, and, and to be honest with you, they do get paid. But it is a little bit over minimum wage. This isn't about the money. This is all about giving back to the community. Um, We have drivers that have been with us for years. And so the the key message there is that when um, a senior reaches out to us and, and sets up a ride, if they ride with us frequently, they get to know our drivers. And they like the fact that it's the same group of 10, 15 drivers that they interact with. We literally had, a customer who used to ride with us about three times a week. And uh, she would call in the morning and say, who's my driver this afternoon? And she did that because she knew all of the things that they liked. She knew if they liked candy, if they liked Mountain Dew, whatever it was. And when she would come out to the car for her afternoon ride, there she would be with her can of soda or her candy bar because she knew the drivers. And that was her, that was like her way of tipping them. Um, So that gives you a sense of, um, and and they loved it. I mean, they always knew that Pat was going to come with a little tip like that. So the the typical driver are people that enjoy that kind of an experience. Like I said, this isn't about the money. It's that they're spending, you know, four hours, you know, or 12 hours a week often of their life working with these folks and, and helping them. And that's their mindset. But like I said, we do put the things in place to validate that, yes, they are a good driver. We do training and all those kind of good things that you'd expect out of a taxi. But so much of it is about this attitude of wanting to give back. That's who most of our drivers are. You know, I saw an article um, from AARP where they talked about why don't seniors feel more comfortable using taxis. And that was one of the key issues is this fear of who's coming to get me. They don't know the person they don't know if they're going to be kind to them or if they're going to be short with them because they take too long to get into the taxi all that kind of stuff so that's the type of people we're looking for are folks that have patience and love working with seniors and disabled adults
1: and i think um, you know you mentioned safety and how that's uh, of concern and i get that you know i my mother who is a world traveler Uh, has been all over the world uh, in the last 30 years, and she would always drive her car to the bus station, for example, that would take her down to Chicago, where she could connect her internet, connect her international flight, but in the winter, she would come back, and she'd come back to two feet of snow on her car, and I said, mom, why don't you call a taxi, and she said, I'm not really comfortable with that, and uh, I said, well, you know, we can put it on your cell phone, it's easy, you know, just get into this app. And initially she was like, I don't want to deal with an app. But I mean, we actually, kudos to mom because she was open to that and we eventually got something on her phone. But I'm curious, do you, does Elmbrook Senior Taxi have an app
2: that people could access? Um, No, we don't. Actually, what people do is they call our office and they set up their appointments. And ideally it's at least one day in advance. So we're very different from that ride hailing concept. Um, We we only have the four vehicles and we absolutely try to figure out ways to always say yes when they call, but it is a phone call. And the other thing that we do is that if they make the appointment a few days in advance, the day prior, we call them back and remind them. Um, We do have folks that are well, our oldest customer that I recall was 100. Um, Most of them are tend to be in their 80s and sometimes they can forget. If we're, you know, what exact time are you coming to get me? So we try to do the confirmation, but everything's via phone. Some of our customers have cell phones, but many do not. And it's not a requirement to have a cell phone. All we need is quite honestly, a good old fashioned landline. And that works uh, works for us too.
1: Wonderful. So you are uh, a reminder service as well. How nice is yes. that? What about in case of an emergency? Are you guys available 24 seven? Let's say a senior in the middle of the night has doesn't feel well and needs to get to the hospital. Can they call you in the middle of the night?
2: Yeah, no, unfortunately, no. We uh, we operate Monday through Saturday um, during the day, um, more like that eight to roughly six o'clock kind of thing. And then we added in Wednesday evenings if uh, in the event people need to get, do something at nighttime. For the most part though, to be honest with you, uh, the afternoon is a very popular time for most of our seniors in particular. A lot of our disabled adults go to jobs so that that group tends to be the seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning, and then we um, uh, go back and get them later in the afternoon to bring them home. But it, but honestly, it, for the most part, that works. We do have an answering machine, of course, and we you know check if they call um, after hours, all that good stuff. But yeah, mostly during the day. Okay. Well, given the fact
1: that COVID has had a devastating impact on the senior community, how is Milnebrook Senior Taxi been affected by this crisis?
2: Well, certainly ridership is down. Of course, our population that we serve is probably some of the most vulnerable. So our ridership is down, but we are still open. We are operating still Monday through Saturday, same hours. I don't have a a scheduler there all the time, but um, uh, in the afternoon, once again, because that's the more popular time, we're following all the CDC guidelines. We're taking all the precautions. We carry extra masks in the car if somebody forgets theirs. All that type of good thing, but we are still operating. Okay,
1: wonderful. Well, what a great service. What what would you say is your greatest need
2: then? Well, for the most part, in all honesty, it's financial donations. Um, we don't use a lot of volunteers because of the nature of our service and the training involved and things of that nature. We don't use a lot of volunteers, but any financial donations are put to very good use. It is our way of keeping that um, fair to down at the level that it's at. And as you well know, I mean, nothing ever uh, in the world of insurance and rent and all those other things, that always goes up. So we're always looking for ways to counteract that with financial donations. So those would be well appreciated. Okay, well, if
1: someone wants to learn more about the Elmbrook Senior Taxi, where should they go to get more information?
2: Well, our website is a great starting spot. It's elmbrookseniortaxi.org. It's all one word, no hyphens, no nothing. Just elmbrookseniortaxi.org.
1: Awesome. And if someone wants to jot the phone number down so they can call you, what's
2: the phone number? 262-785-1200. Wow, that's easy. Yeah. uh, 785-1200? Yep. 785-1200.
1: All right, super. Well, thank you for joining us today, Marge, and for sharing your passion for reaching out to the senior community and helping them get around and keep those doctor appointments and get to the grocery store for for groceries. So thank you for being here with us today. And thanks
2: so much again, Jill. You're welcome.
1: When you're a senior or a disabled individual, getting to the doctor appointments or shopping, as we said, is, is only one potential challenge. Stay tuned to learn more about a nonprofit that helps this demographic in a variety of ways. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. Getting to the store for groceries and doctor appointments are only part of some potential challenges seniors and disabled people experience. Mary Smith is the manager of the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Waukesha County or the ADRC, and she joins us today to talk about the resources and the services that they provide. So welcome to the show today, Mary. Thank
3: you, Jill, and thank you, Ellen Becker, for having us. It's great to be here this morning.
1: You're welcome. So what is it about the ADRC that made you say, I got to be involved with this organization?
3: You know, I have to say that I've worked with seniors and people with disabilities for over 40 years. And 20 years ago, when I saw an ad for um, the nutrition supervisor position with Waukesha County, it really piqued my interest. Um, I am a dietitian by background. And at that time, it was just it, it brought me back to working with seniors and people with disabilities. Over the years, as the Aging and Disability Resource Centers were formed by the state, um, my position changed, and I grew with the organization, and I'm very happy to be the manager um, currently at the ADRC. We, I'm so passionate about the people we take care of. I'm a strong advocate for individuals in our community, and it's really great to be here this morning to share some of that with you. It's all about the people, isn't it? It's all about the people. Yeah, that's what makes makes it worthwhile.
1: Um, So who specifically, speaking of the people, who specifically does the
3: ADRC work with? The ADRC works with individuals 18 to 59 with disabilities and people over the age of 60. We also take care of caregivers, um, family members, we work with community members, Really, we can we work with anyone in our community who needs assistance, but our primary target population are those people with disabilities and older adults. Okay,
1: well, let's get into the nitty gritty uh, uh, and, and, you know, kind of detail the different services that ADRC provides.
3: So, I just want to give a little background. The state redesigned long-term care about 20 years ago. And that is when the aging and disability resource centers were formed across the state. So every county in the state does have an aging and disability resource center or an ADRC. And the intent is really to provide resources and information to help individuals stay safely and independently in their home. So the first point of contact is a call, basically a phone call. We have information and assistance specialists who take calls, and they really are the first point of contact, and their main objective is to listen. We listen to that caller and determine what the needs are. Some of the services that we provide are done by our staff or provided by the county services, and some of them are are part of the state long-term care program. So we really are kind of teasing out from that caller of what the needs are and then determining what the next steps and best options for that individual are.
1: So you've got the the access call center. So you, somebody, if, they're, if they ha, uh, need some kind of service, they start there and then you connect them to different community resources, whether that's transportation, maybe that's the Elmbrook Senior Taxi, uh, counseling, nutrition support, aging services, what are some of the other things specifically?
3: So that's that's correct. As I said, the first is that point of call and then determining on what is needed. The aging services, um, we do provide some caregiver support. We provide nutrition support. We have dementia care specialists. We also, our long-term care programs, we, our staff determine eligibility for individuals to enroll in one of the state publicly funded long-term care programs. So that might be a family care program or an IRIS program, which is an independent type program. But in that way, it allows individuals to remain in their home of choice and have some services brought in. We also, our agency also does adults and elders at risk. So if a call comes in with a call of concern from someone in the community, We will then make the determination on what that need might be. If it means an investigation to see if something is actually um, going on with that family, if it's self neglect, physical abuse, financial exploitation, those are all types of things that the calls come in and then we determine from there what the next step should be.
1: Walk us through the process then. You talked a little bit about it before, but what happens when someone calls the ADRC?
3: As I indicated, all of our callers receive a live voice. Um, We don't have a, we have a voice fail after hours, but we have a live voice that answers the calls and then it's transferred to an individual to assist that person. Um, Once that specialist will listen to the caller and then determine what type of assistance might be needed. Um, We have a number of different resources and services that the ADRC offers. Um, Benefit counseling is a huge area for our community. We have elder benefit specialists and disability benefit specialists. And these individuals will assist community members in obtaining their benefits that they are eligible for. Um, In Waukesha County, our elder benefit specialists, we have two of them, and they have assisted seniors in receiving over $4 million worth of benefits annually. And our disability benefit specialists as well have assisted over a million dollars in benefits coming to our community citizens. So it's an awesome program, and they really work very closely one-on-one with those individuals to obtain their benefits. Our aging services are for individuals that are 60 and above, and these are some grant programs that we receive from the federal government. So we provide some in-home supports. We may assist with bathing services or personal care in their home. Caregiver support. Our care, we have a number of different caregiver support programs, and one of them in particular is respite care. We know that our caregivers are challenged by being, by being able to provide support for those individuals they, they care for. And so we really have a number of programs that we do for caregiver support. One of them is our grandparent raising grandchildren program, where we know that there are a number of individuals in the community that are raising grandchildren, and they're not it's not a legal guardianship type of thing. It might be there's some extenuating circumstance where that grandparent steps in to take take over um, caring for that grandchild. so we provide support for those grandparents and the grandchildren. We may do some respite care have the children go to camps. We have some programs for the grandparents. Um, One of the favorite activity we do for grandparents is every spring, we have them go to a floral shop and do a planter so that they can then um, enjoy working with the soil and planting their flowers and then they get to take that home with them. So it's a great thing that, it's one of the favorite things the grandparents love that we do. We have a number of healthy aging programs and those are Evidence-based prevention programs to, again, enable someone to live independently and safe in their home with a quality of life. Those include um, chronic disease self-management or diabetes management. We also have other programs for healthy living and um, pain management. We know that pain management is so critical right now as the opiate situation is in our community. We really are trying to encourage other methods of managing pain versus the use of prescription drugs. Um, We do advocacy. We have an aging and disability resource center advisory board that meets on a monthly basis and they kind of oversee all that we do. And a primary role of them is advocacy in our community for the aging population and people with disabilities. So we really provide a a broad array of services and, and resources for individuals in our community. Yeah,
1: you sure do. Wow. So what I hear you saying is it starts with the phone call and you determine the need and then you provide the resource
3: to meet that need. That's exactly correct. Right. And it all starts with that phone call. And we always do a follow-up to see if, if the resource that we have connected that individual with has been helpful or do they need additional resources or is there something else that we can provide service for them? So we always want to maintain that contact and maintain that connection with the community. Great, that's wonderful.
1: Well, about 8,500 individuals in Waukesha County are diagnosed with dementia. Many of them obviously are, are seniors. So ADRC thought it was important to develop some community initiatives surrounding aging and dementia. When we return, Mary is going to talk to us more about those initiatives at ADRC. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Julie Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host. Bill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm talking in this segment with Mary Smith, who is a manager at the ADRC. So Mary, tell us about these community initiatives that ADRC is involved in.
3: So one of the largest community initiatives that that we are involved in is our Dementia-Friendly Community Initiative. Waukesha County has been the recipient of a state of Wisconsin grant for the past five years for a dementia care specialist. And that has really enabled us to do some wonderful things in our community to provide services for individuals with dementia and their caregivers and families. One of the things we do is we are a large supporter and initiator, I wanna say maybe the catalyst for the dementia friendly community coalitions that are active in our county. We have four or five active coalitions, and those are in communities that have embraced taking care of people with dementia and their families and really making the community aware of what we can do to make life better for them and a quality life. So we have memory cafes, and those are in programs where Actually, we've partnered with some of the libraries, some of the local cafes, where caregivers and the person with dementia can come and have a social outing and have a social outlet and be with other people with the same type of situation. We actually do, we've done a lot of education for businesses. We have a business training that we will take to businesses and provide for their employees so they know how to work with individuals with dementia. As Jill indicated, there's approximately 8,500 individuals in Waukesha County that are diagnosed with dementia. But we know that there are a number of people who are undiagnosed. And so we really are doing a lot to help people with memory loss. And our dementia care specialist works with families all the time, um, does some care consultation, and really tries to improve that life for those individuals. Some of the other community initiatives, as I mentioned earlier, is the opiate addiction in our community. We have really taken on, as part of the heroin task force, um, substance use for the elderly initiative and have done some education um, and some training for community members, um, employees at various agencies to really look at providing education and alternate situations for someone who does need a pain medication, but maybe has the opportunity to use a pain management session or provide other services rather than um, the substance use issues. And then we do—we know that with social isolation in our community, um, we have seen an increase in suicides in the elderly population. And some of our programs um, are working on suicide prevention and really decreasing that social isolation Another area we work with is financial abuse initi- initiatives. In Waukesha County, about 39% of our Adult Protective Service investigations involve some type of financial abuse. And those are often referrals that come in from banks. It might be caregivers, family members who might call in, but it's it really is a, a critical point in our community. And so we've partnered with banks, law enforcement, the district attorney's office to really make awareness out there and really look at how can we get the awareness out there and help families and individuals um, reduce those issues of financial abuse. Our healthy aging programs, as I mentioned, really work with keeping people independent and safe and a quality of life. So we do a number of different programs for individuals to stay healthy. Another area that we work with is the specialized transportation program. And this again is we work with our community partners to really allow individuals to be as independent as they can when they can no longer drive. So Waukesha County administers the state of Wisconsin specialized transportation program. And that involves accessible transportation, van service, as well as various taxi providers that we work with. Waukesha County doesn't actually provide the actual ride, but as Marge indicated talking about the Elmbrook Senior Taxi, we partner with those agencies and we provide funding for those different services. Our accessible van service is available to anyone who is non-ambulatory or cannot get into in and out of a vehicle. We do subsidize those rides. Um, the ride is, is, a, is a cost share. So individuals pay part of the ride and Waukesha County pays for part of the ride. But with those, we provide over 16,000 rides a year for individuals who cannot get into a vehicle. Our shared fare taxi providers, those rides we provide and subsidize over 45,000 rides a year through various providers. And we're fortunate in our community that there's a number of shared fare taxis that do work with Waukesha County in, in different communities. And they really, as, as Marge indicated with Elmbrook Senior Taxi, they, they, they work in a small community, but they really embrace that community and get individuals to where they need to be. So we're fortunate that we have a number of these shared fare taxis across the county. But in areas where we don't have those shared fare taxis, we do have private taxis that we do help subsidize. And we also have the van service. So if someone does not have access to a taxi in their service area, they also can use that accessible van service. We really also work with ERA's Senior Network for providing volunteer rides in our community. And they are a great partner for us and we have provided funding for them for the administration of their volunteer driver program, which has enabled us to often um, in an emergency situation, they can find a volunteer to provide a ride for for one of our consumers when other taxi services can't or if they need to go across county. Our services through the state of Wisconsin Department transportation grant only provides for in-county rides and so if someone needs to get to another location outside of Waukesha County then oftentimes ERA senior network is able to help us with those volunteer rides we also have um, group trips that we do that we help subsidize and those would be trips from maybe a senior center or um, assisted living center who wants to take a group out on an outing and then we can help subsidize that group trip to get individuals out in a, in a larger setting. So those are some things that we do with our Adult Accessible Transportation Program that we fund. And it really has provided um, the ability for individuals to really still continue to get out in our community. We do know that we still have gaps in our transportation here in Waukesha County. We do have some areas that are not served as well as we would like them to be and we are continually working to try to change that and to improve the service that we provide in transportation for our citizens. Well, talking about
1: uh, improving things it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, what do you think uh, what kind of grade do you think the ADRC would get from the people who use your services?
3: Well I have to say that we do annually survey our individuals um, and Between 86 and 88% of the people that we serve have indicated that we have helped to improve their quality of life and the ability to have them live independently in their home of choice. In our nutrition program, we we, we find that about 65% of those individuals tell us that the meal we provide to them is half or more of the food they receive for a given day. So we know that those services that we provide are so critical to keep people safe in their home. Absolutely. Well,
1: isn't there a statistic out there something like by 2030, a quarter of Waukesha County is going to be in the 60 plus category. So, you know, what you're
3: doing is, is going to serve a lot of people, right? That is exactly correct. Statistics do show that by 2030, there will be one over 100,000 people over the age of 60 here in Waukesha County. And so everything that we do is looking at how can we provide that service? How can we provide a better service? And what do we need to do to change, maybe change our services to be able to accommodate those increased seniors that are going to need our services? So we really are always looking at efficiencies, improving things and providing the best service that we can.
1: That's great. Good job. Good job. Um, how have you guys been affected by the COVID
3: crisis? Well, the COVID crisis has significantly um, impacted some of our services. Our congregate senior dining centers have had to close and will not be open until at least 2021. Um, and also our we're, we are not open for walk-ins at this time. We used to have walk-in service and we do everything telephonically right now. So the COVID has um, impacted us, but we continue to provide that needed service in our community, which is great. So doors are open,
1: you know. Doors are open, shift, but you're you're still open and available. That's awesome. Correct. What would you say then, Mary, in closing here? Uh, what would you say is your call to action for our listeners
3: today? I really want your listeners to know us and to know that we're here for them. We always say, notice, know us before you need us. But I really like to say, just know us. Know that we're here. Know that we exist. Um, we, we really want the com- community to call for whatever the need is. Um, someone 60 and above, 18 to 59 with disabilities, or a caregiver, family. If you have a need, call us. We are here for you. And
1: so give us that uh, number they should call and uh, contact information.
3: The number is 262-548-7848. And again, you'll get a live voice between 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. And our website is wakshacounty.gov slash ADRC. Awesome. Well, thank you very
1: much, Mary, for joining us today. Mary Smith from the Aging and Disability Resource Center, or ADRC. Thank you for sharing all the different ways that you are having an impact in our community. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to make our community successful, prosperous and service minded. You can tune into News Talk 1130 on your radio or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. Visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can listen now on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Think about how you can bless someone in some way by bringing together your passion, your talents with a serving heart. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great day.